What's up everyone? Super excited to be making this announcement. On Tuesday, July the 18th, 2023, the Extreme Life of Matt Hardy podcast is officially going on tour. Sure, we've done stage shows and conventions in the past, but this is our first ever live show where it's all about the Extreme Life podcast. I'm going to be there. John Alba is going to be there, and I want you to be there. Where is there? There is one of my favorite restaurants in all of space and time, Kowloon. Kowloon is right outside of Boston, Mass, and we cannot wait for you to be there for a very special Extreme Life of Matt Hardy podcast night. We're going to do the podcast live at 8 p.m. We'll record it. You can monitor our process. You can see our secrets and everything about what we do to put together these beautiful podcasts. Or you can purchase a VIP ticket, which is going to be amazing because a VIP ticket allows you to come in at 6 p.m. You get priority seating. It guarantees you a photograph with me. It guarantees you an autograph from me. And we'll have a great conversation and we'll shoot the breeze. I can't wait. Get your tickets now at KowloonRestaurant.com. I'm so excited. Tuesday, July 18, 2023, the Extreme Life of Matt Hardy podcast is taking over Kowloon and Boston. Get rid of your credit card debt, get a lower monthly payment and skip your next two house payments at savewithconrad.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. You don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to save thousands with savewithconrad.com. Find out how much money you can save right now at savewithconrad.com. Words are about to be spoken here on the Extreme Life of Matt Hardy, presented to you by the ad-free shows and podcast Heat Networks. I'm John Alba. You just heard the buzzing of the broken one, the welcome one, the spoken one himself via satellite at the Hardy compound. He is Mr. Matt Hardy. It's always an adventure for you when you're down there in Cameron, isn't it? Oh, always an adventure. It's always an adventure when I'm at home, especially with these four children under eight and with... Uh, Rebecca Hardy, who is quite the character in her own right. Uh, I, I, uh, I, I just wanted to, to mention who that was. And I was going to say this. I was thinking about, oh, I just looked at my phone when I was giving you that five-minute warning. I just said, like, we, we were getting ready to film the show. And John said, just give me five minutes before we start. I said, okay, here's five-minute warning. And I looked at the date and I said, 7-12, July 12th. I was like, oh, shit, that's Shane's birthday. What's and I just realized it. And I just text Shane. And that was him that just texted me back. And I'm sure you're going to ask me how old is he. He is older than I am. That's all I can really tell you. He's pretty old, though. <laughs> well, it was, that means it was about a year ago this week, probably, that we did our Shane Helms episode, because I like to try right. to center things around birthdays and stuff like that and anniversaries. So happy birthday to friend of the show who very likely may never even end up appearing on the show due to contractual natures, uh, Mr. Shane Helms. There you have it. Uh, a critical, critical piece 
of the story of Matt Hardy. Indeed. That we cover here on the Extreme Life every single week. And a happy birthday as well, a belated birthday, to the gothic baby, Matt Hardy. To the gothic baby, Evermore Hardy is two years old. Unbelievable. Uh, she was out there swimming today. The kids had swimming lessons today. And uh, I was thinking, like, this is so crazy. Like, she's out here and she's, like, swimming and she was kicking her legs real good and trying to go through the motions really well. And she was born out in our pool house. That's where my wife had her. We both sat out there and I saw her right when she came out and grabbed her and cut the umbilical cord and everything. You know, it's just just crazy. That, that's been two years ago. It's insane to think that. And she's like the biggest celebrity in the house these days. She's the biggest, she's the biggest hearty star across the board right now. You guys had a chance to go over to Dollywood this past week. You did some signings this past week. How'd all that go? We did. Uh, we were out at the Fanboy Expo. Uh, in Knoxville, Tennessee, always a, always a big fan of Knoxville. I uh, obviously I always feel comfortable in the South. I love being in the South where everything's laid everything's laid back and people mosey a little bit. They they take things a little slower, which drives my wife insane, which is very entertaining to watch. Whenever she's on the road behind someone who's driving slow in the South or someone who's walking slow in the South, uh, it, it doesn't have to be in the South. If they're walking slow in New York, she goes nuts over it because she just she's go 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 New York minute, no doubt. Uh, but but they went well. Friday was an amazing day. Saturday was an unprecedented day. Jeff and I signed for nine hours straight. Our line never stopped. We never took a break to go to the green room because we never like had any kind of we never had a we never had a moment like to stop. We literally sent someone to get us food and then we would take bites of our lunch in between signings and whatnot. And there'd be some times which someone would be there specifically to get my autograph because they got Jeff somewhere or they'd be there to get Jeff's autograph because they've got mine somewhere. And then one of us would try and eat for a couple minutes or whatever. But it was, it was amazing. Saturday was amazing. Sunday was a, was a fun day as well. And then Sunday we headed out to Pigeon Forge where there's all kinds of cool stuff going on. We actually went out to one of the Titanic museums. My wife, like the whole concept of the Titanic <laughs> Uh, since the since the Titan deal has had a hold on her, my YouTube algorithm is flooded with Titanic videos. It is nothing but Titanic videos, uh, actual videos of the Titanic. Explorers talking about the Titanic, clips from the movie. I'm like, man, my my algorithm is just totally flooded with it. And the, the the place was packed too. And my wife, like I said, ever since that Titan submarine that happened and the tragedy that followed. Uh, it's like the Titanic has had a hold on my wife and she booked tickets for this place and we went to the museum and it was really interesting. They said it's uh, there's one in Vegas as well. It's a different owner, but they said this is probably the best one uh, in America. And this is in uh, in Pigeon Forge. We actually went there because my, my wife went to. So we, we did that deal. And then the next day we went to Dollywood and oh, my God, it was uh, 92, 93 degrees. Uh, we got in there about 11 a.m. and we did a sprint until like 8 or 8.30, just hitting every single ride. Maxwell rode every roller coaster and I rode every roller coaster with him. My wife rode a couple with him. Uh, every, every every ride that Wolfie could get on, he wanted to ride as, as well. He's definitely a roller coaster guy too now. And then Barty is much shorter than those other two, but he he rode everything that he could. But everybody just had a blast. They really got to to take in and have a great Dollywood experience as far as like eating theme park food, eating theme park snacks and popcorn and uh, dip dots. They're big on dip dots right now, but it, it was a blast, man. We had a really fun time, but it, it truly was a sprint. We got a fast pass and uh, we sprinted across that park and did every single thing possible. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, 
I hope you're not done sprinting, Matt Hardy, because next week you and I are again together. We are headed to the legendary Kowloon for the Extreme Life of Matt Hardy live and in color. Get your tickets now, MattHardyLive.com. Call 781-233-0077. That's 781-233-0077. Pick up your tickets now, whether it's a general admission ticket or a VIP package. You're going to want to be there. Matt, what comes with a VIP package? Well, a VIP package is going to be very, very special because you don't just see the podcast. If you get a VIP package, which is the way to go, get a VIP package if you're coming because this is going to be an amazing, incredible, just an absolutely remarkable night. Uh, not only do you get to see the live taping of the Extreme Life of Mount Hardy that myself and John do, and we are going to have some special guests, uh, going to be some really cool surprise guests showing up. Uh, you are guaranteed a photograph with me and guaranteed an autograph by me. And I also just want to kind of uh, sit and hang with everybody. I want to talk shop. I want to talk about wrestling. I want to answer your questions. If you have a question that is is burning up that you want to ask me at this meet and greet, you will be able to because I am going to definitely take my time. I'm going to have the time. I'm not going to have to butt, rush or burn through it like I would at a Comic-Con. This $100 VIP allows you to come in first. You get priority seating. You get the best seat in the house. And then you get to hang out with me. And it's going to be a great experience. And I'm telling you, if you have a Matt Hardy action figure, bring it and let me sign it because it is a it is an elite item. That's how what it is considered whenever we're in cons. And it costs a little more than just like a regular 8x10 or me signing a magazine or whatever else. But whatever you have, I am happy to sign it. You will get an autograph. You will get a photo. You will get a conversation. And you will get to watch myself and John, Al John Alba make all the donuts and do the podcast. That's right. It's going to be so much fun. And uh, should time permit, we will try to do a signing after the show as well for general admission, those who didn't get a chance to, but that is not guaranteed that we will have time. It will all depend on how the night goes. So your way to guarantee it is to pick up one of those VIP packages. It is so worth it. The value uh, is incredible. And this is shaping up to be a very intimate night for us here, Matt. It's going to be a little different than what you typically would experience with these conventions and it's just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people we're really trying to set up a very intimate evening with just the biggest yes. party boy fans out there it's not going to be a ton of people it's going to be a very unique situation and setting and that's what i think is going to really make it a memorable night for everyone i agree and uh i'm telling you right now get pen and paper or get ready to type this in your phone text it to your friend so your friend has it and you have it saved on your phone i want you to dial tomorrow Soon as the soon as the business day starts, 9 a.m. That's a that's a good time. 781-233-0077. Call Calhouns and make sure to get your VIP tickets for next Tuesday night. It is going to be a, a spectacle. It is going to be a blast. A really, really great night. Boston's such a great wrestling city as well. Fantastic. You have, you have great history there with the Royal Rumble, which we did an episode on. In our archives, go check that out, extremehardy.com. And Kowloon, man, look, I can't wait to see you. Can't wait to hang out with all the fans. I'm most excited about the food, not going to lie. Can't, can't wait. Uh, <laughs> I, I, no lies detected. I'm in that, I'm in that same dilapidated boat, John. <laughs> I was texting uh, with Brother Zay about it. And he was like, yo, what's Kowloon? I said, what's Kowloon? I said, it's like the oh Rivera Steakhouse. Of the United States for pro wrestling and the food matches. I sent him some links. He's like, I'm in. I'm down. So hopefully we'll see Brother Zay there. It's going to be a good time, Matt. I'm really, really looking forward to meeting all the fans of the Extreme Life of Matt Hardy uh, as we trek up 
just outside of Boston. It's going to be a blast. Matt Hardy live. Yeah, oh, brother Zay, I'm I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to break down some of the old school stories for brother Zay. Whenever we used to be back at Kowloon back in the day, man, we we would show up back the, in in 1999, 2000. There were there would be there would be hundreds of people outside, yeah. hundreds of people. You know, during the Attitude Era, man, Taker said it best. Taker said, like, pro wrestlers, he said, we're like, we were like rock stars at that time. We would show up at Kowloon's. We'd have to get es uh, an escort to go into the inside. <laughs> it was crazy. There would be hundreds of people waiting outside after a show just to get a glimpse of, uh, of a pro wrestler. Crazy. Those damn Gen Zers not knowing tradition, you're going to have to show yeah. Zay firsthand. How it yeah. goes there over at Kowloon. Going to be a great time. We hope to see everyone out. And yes. plus, blood and guts, Matt. I mean, that itself, that's a, a big deal, too. Yeah, that's going to that's gonna be a huge deal. A huge deal. Uh, very excited for that. Uh, I'm sure that night we'll talk a little bit about blood and guts and probably give a little preview what we expect out of blood and guts. It's going to be exciting. There's a couple of mystery partners. Who, who, who you got, John? <sighs> they'll, actually, they'll actually announce them. Tonight, if I'm not yeah, mistaken, as yeah. we're taping this, I was gonna say as we tape this, like literally as we're taping this, because you're not uh, at TV this week, we're probably gonna see the reveal. Um, I don't know, I don't know. There was a report out there that uh, CM Punk was interested, but I, I for some reason I just don't see that happening. Um, I, I, I guess we're gonna have to see, Matt. I'm I'm really interested uh, in the path they're taking with this because this was clearly something that they've had to audible a little bit with right like yeah brian danielson got hurt we've heard these rumors of kota abushi maybe coming in and maybe again by the time the airs, kota abushi will be in aw who's to say but what what a get that would be whether he shows up at blood and guts or not matt hardy a guy with the equity of kota abushi that would do a hell of a lot for aw wouldn't it yeah i mean i, I I'm, I'm a fan of his work i i don't know him well um i i have caught up on a little bit of him and Kenny Omega's history, obviously. So I, I enjoy his work and he sounds like an amazing, amazing dude on top of all that. So yeah, I would love to love to meet him. Love to work with him. I'm going to send you a match. I'm not sure if you've ever seen it. It was from strong style evolved. I want to say 2018. It was the golden lovers, which is Kenny Omega and yes. Bushi versus the young bucks. Have you seen this match? I, I haven't. I I have heard of this match happening though. It's one of the greatest tag team matches you're ever going to watch, and I will send it your way, and you're going to watch it. And you'll be like, "Yeah, okay, I get it." With Coda, he's he's a special talent, and you combine his history with the elite. I think it would make a lot of sense there, Matt Hardy. But I guess we'll have to see. I do want to pick your brain on this rumor and innuendo mm -hmm. that was flowing around the internet this week. Sean okay. Ross Sapp, friend of the show from Fightful, uh, he dropped a report. That said, quote, Warner Brothers Discovery has been in favor of an expanded AEW pay-per-view schedule. And he says that a potential new TV rights deal between AEW and Warner Brothers Discovery could include a massive change for pay-per-view. Oh, we got a cameo here. Oh, boy. Oh, no. What? Oh, we got a Maxwell cameo. Okay. That's uh, okay. No, All right, uh, we're at the Hardy compound, so you got to expect cameos throughout the night. Of course, that was Maxwell. He's the only kid that hadn't caught any shrapnel today. <laughs> um, but anyway, so with this yes. TV rights deal potentially on the horizon, uh, it says, quote, a WBD source told Fightful that they mentioned the very likely possibility of significantly expanding the AEW pay-per-view schedule even to one a month 
We're told that this is something that Warner Brothers Discovery has wanted, end quote. Now, Matt, you're not in the loop on this. This stuff is all happening way above your pay grade. But you've worked the WWE pay-per-view schedule one a month. It typically was sometimes even two a month. What do you think about the notion of AEW expanding from four to five pay-per-views to potentially even monthly? Uh, it's intriguing. Um, I think one of the things that makes AW pay-per-views so solid and so great is that they all the matches usually have a, a good and decent amount of time to tell a backstory, you know, which leads up to that match. There's there's history in all the matches. There's a reason reason for these guys to be fighting. There's a reason you want to see this fight. There's a reason you want a certain guy to win and whatnot. And that's one of the, the beautiful things about pro wrestling. I mean, even if you look at WWE back in the day when they had like the big four, right? When they had Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, and Survivor Series. It just felt like those pay-per-views were bigger deals. And I think in some ways that made the pay-per-view feel like a bigger deal and you buy it like it's a bigger deal. I feel like if you have a pay-per-view every month, you don't have the time to have a story that uh, builds up and festers for three or four months, you know, you have to get it done within four or five weeks if you're doing the monthly. So that, that's, that's, that's different. But with that same thing being said, if you're having great pay-per-views constantly on a regular basis and you can do it every single month, then that means you're obviously upping your, your intake when it comes to dollar value. So I, I could see that happening. And, and even something I'll throw out, John is like, you could maybe keep it fresh. If the rosters are big enough on dynamite, and on Collision, maybe you could have in January is a Dynamite pay-per-view. February is a Collision pay-per-view. March, Dynamite. And you alternate each and every month. And maybe even one of those months, you have Dynamite versus Collision. And it's like the World Series pay-per-view of pro wrestling. Could be a cool way to create that internal competition that we've heard so many times over the years that Vince McMahon was striving for. Which show is drawing more? Which show's getting eyes? I would think, Matt, if AEW moved to a monthly model, to me, that would signal some sort of consistent programming on the Mac streaming platform. I I don't Go ahead. I I, know you're right. I feel feel like it would. I mean, if, if Warner Brothers if they're pushing them to do that, or that is a suggestion. And once again, this is all we're speculating, right? Because I I don't know. I mean, is this a fact? Do you know, John? I mean, Sean is is reporting that these conversations are happening. Right. Okay. But we'll just say just for, uh, you know, for the sake of the conversation, the speculation, uh, I I feel like if they were asking them to do it every month, they would definitely have some sort of invested stake in it. And that would almost mean it would be on one of their platforms. Correct. I would assume so. Uh, I mean, that's, yeah, you know, right now, Bleacher Report Live, BR Live, and all that Bleacher Report. I don't think BR Live's a thing anymore. I think it's just Bleacher Report. Uh, that's all Turner owned and Warner Brothers Discovery owned mm-hmm. property. I think it just makes so much sense with the rollout on Max. And, you know, my gut tells me, Matt Hardy, and again, this is just my gut and kind of feeling the situation out a little bit over my other podcast, Strictly Business with Eric Bischoff. I feel like we're going to see that partnership between Max and AEW sooner than later. I, I really do. My gut says, just my gut, that we'll see all in on Max. I think that's where that show's going to air. I could be wrong, but uh, from some context clues and some speculation on my behalf, I think putting your biggest show ever on a streaming platform that the network owns, what a sign of goodwill that would be. Right. I mean, that, that that's a solid, solid take, I think, John. Solid take. We'll see. 
Uh, we should probably find out very soon, actually, where that show is going to be airing. Yep. I know you can't wait to be a part of that. going to be 75,000 plus people at Wembley Stadium. It's just yeah, be- we're, we're like seven weeks away or so, right? Not, it's mm-hmm. not, not far at all. No, we're much less than that. We are. Oh, six, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Probably six weeks, six weeks, six right? Six weeks away, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Exciting times, Matt Hardy, for you guys over there. Uh, we are doing a pivot this week with our episode. We were going to talk about Sean Waltman, which I promise we will do a future episode on Sean Waltman, who I know you're a big fan of personally and professionally. But uh, there, there were some things that happened this week uh, that were related to you. Uh, but Sean Waltman does celebrate a birthday this week. So happy birthday to Sean Waltman as well. And, what what uh, day is Sean Waltman's birthday? As we tape this, it is tomorrow, July 13th. Okay, gotcha. Well, look at that. We have three in a row. We have Gothic Baby, we have Hurricane, and then we have uh, X-Pac! <laughs> we'll definitely get an episode in on him. But we're pivoting this week, and we're going to do something a little different. But before we do that, Matt Hardy, you know what i got to ask for. Please hit us with that Matt Fact. Matt Fact. Matt is the ultimate optimist. I could have told you that one. It's something that you've yeah. talked a whole lot about on this podcast, and I got a feeling it's going to be a lot of what we're talking about on this week's edition of The Extreme Life of Matt Hardy. So let's get into it, Matt. Where do you want to kick off this conversation? I got no notes. I got no nothings. This is a conversation about life here. Oh, yeah. We, we have no idea where this is going. We're just going to start walking and we'll see where it leads us. All I have no way. idea where this path is. We haven't even we haven't even uh we haven't even blazed a trail. We don't know what we're doing here. Uh, I mean, the the first thing I want to say is that I am proud of our podcast because I feel like our podcast is overwhelmingly filled with positivity, and I feel like there's a lot of people that listen to our podcast, and it gives them optimism. It puts smiles on their faces, and it gives them something that they can relate to in real life where it seems like we're attainable human beings that they could somewhat understand. And that's something I am extremely proud of. And that is the only way I would really envision myself having a product when it comes to like a podcast, like being something that is positive, being something that is inspirational, being something that is full of hope and faith. You know, whenever myself and Jeff, whenever we wore that on the side of our legs, and I sewed those, by the way, those tights that had hope and faith on it, the plaid tights, and, you know, exist to inspire, you know, to, uh, to achieve, you must believe. I mean, anything we've done, man, is, is really very strongly based in positivity and optimism. That's a, that's a huge trait that both Jeff and I have. It has been, I think, the most rewarding part about getting to work with you, Matt Hardy. It's constant positivity and when it's not positivity when we're talking about negative things we find ways to look towards the positivity it is something that i i mean i i had someone ask me to describe myself recently and i said uh incredibly niche and dangerously self-aware and with my self-awareness i tend to be self-deprecating and negative quite a bit i uh, working with you the past almost two years now, you've changed a lot of my outlook on how I try to guide towards a more positive outlook on life. And I'm grateful for that. I'm very grateful for that. And I think 
the listeners of this podcast, no matter how many they are, this could be the least listened to pro wrestling podcast in the world. It could be the most listened to podcast in the world. If I get one message from someone that says, man, I really appreciated that conversation you had. That's worth it to me. I don't know how you feel on that front, but I know anytime I get a DM like that or a mention like that, that's all that matters. 100%. Check. I totally agree with that. And, you, you know, man, life is just too short and life is too press. Uh, life is too precious to like waste your time on the petty stuff. And, and it, and it's, I don't know. I just, I'm at that age and I have been for a long time, especially once I had a family and I have kids and I hear them running around outside right now. I don't know if it's coming through, but it, it sounds like the Boston marathon's going on outside. Speaking of Boston next week. Uh, you know, I, I just life is too short to be negative. And yeah. It's just to to hold some sort of resentment or some sort of grudge or a vendetta against someone. It's just like I, I don't have time for any of that. So there, there are people I guess they can, but I feel like you're just, you know, you ever heard that old expression? They say like if you are harboring resentment towards someone, and you have like this this toxic feeling inside of you that you want someone to fail you want something really bad to happen to them it's almost like poison for you and it's and it's worse for you than it is for them in the big scheme of things i mean it's just so many people get caught up on that and i just i am so glad i am not wired that way i have never been wired that way there's obviously been times where i've been upset with other human beings because of instances that, that have happened but i've never been wired that way to hold a grudge with someone and, and wish something bad upon someone and to me that feels like the ultimate waste of time and precious life every single day. If you're doing that, you know, so as I've said from day one, and, and I like the fact that, that you are very much like this, you want to be a good person. It's easy to be kind to people. It doesn't take very much effort. And just the more people are kind to one another, the better you are to one another. And just the more real you are to one another and even if you have an issue or a problem with someone, there is a way to address. There is a way to address those things without like insulting them or biting their head off. And and that's what's very important. And that's obviously kind of what started this whole instant this week with me. Obviously, this instance. So uh, yeah, you know, I I don't want to be a podcast that says negative things about people. Like I don't want to be a podcast that wishes injury upon other wrestlers that I don't like or bad things upon wrestlers that I don't like. I want to be a positive, productive, optimistic, inspirational podcast. And I'm so glad that you are my dancing partner on this because you, you're of that same mindset. I appreciate that. And, and I do share that sentiment with you. And I think this is a conversation that goes beyond having a positive podcast, right? Like a podcast. It, it is. Who, who cares about a podcast at the end of the day? At the end of the day, what's important is how you live your life day to day. And how you go about treating other people and carrying mindsets that translate tangibly into your everyday relationships, uh, whether they are your immediate family, your friends, your work relationships, whatever they may be. What you exude is going to be how people perceive you, no matter what. I mean, there are people who are not very good people at the heart, but they exude something and people are drawn to that and they'll make excuses yes. for them and whatever. And that's their projection and it works for them. So be it. I do want to talk about this incident. I don't want to speak vague, vaguely here in vague terms or anything. 
you know, what you're referring to is that there was a social media spat between yourself and the Jim Cornette camp. I want to yeah. off the top say I've never interacted with Jim Cornette in my life. I have no knowledge of him personally, so it's not really a conversation for any interjection for me. But I believe, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, it all stemmed from a tweet that someone sent you basically asking for other people to recognize the elite and the quality of pro wrestlers and people that they are. And you echoed those sentiments. Is that correct? Uh, yeah. Uh, but also, too, th that is where it started. But also, it goes m much further back than that because – Jim hasn't been a fan of the Young Bucks or Kenny or, or Hangman Page uh, or Orange Cassidy. I, I mean, there are several people. There's a laundry list you can name at AEW, right? And obviously, the Bucks are two of my best friends in the world. Uh, I've gotten to know Kenny really well over these last couple of years that I've worked with him at AEW. I like him a lot. I knew Hangman. I actually, we our second episode was on Hangman. Isn't that right? It was number two. Yep. Uh, our second episode was by Hangman, and he was here grinding and coming up at the independence in the Carolina and Mid-Atlantic area, and that's when I first got to know him, and I booked him on Omega shows, and Shane Helms booked him on Omega shows, and we did all we could to, to like help him out and support him. So the, the fact that Cornette constantly like needles me because these guys are my friends or whatever, and then there, there was a conversation where he said, at one point he said, I always get along great with him. And I had a great respect for him. He's got a great mind for the wrestling business. I understand why people enjoy his podcast. He's a very charismatic, entertaining guy. He is gifted with the with the gab, with the gift of the gab. He has yeah. a golden tongue, right? He, he's gifted with that. And I understand why people like him. I understand why people are drawn to him. And he is like one of those cult leader people. And he, he he draws in people just like that. The Cornette Code is quite the appropriate name for his uh, his followers, I guess. So the fact that I always got along good with him and I respected him and I considered him a friend and I thought he did things to help me in the beginning of my career, he did. He booked me at Smoky Mountain. He pushed for us at WWE. He did the same thing with Chris Jericho. He brought Chris Jericho to Smoky Mountain and booked him there. And there was a point where he said, because Matt Hardy and AW did football fuckery which is what he called the stadium stampede, which keep in mind, we were doing this like six to eight weeks inside a once in a century pandemic, you know, uh, like a pandemic that just, it rarely ever happens in life, in existence, you know, and we don't know what the fuck is going on as far as like how contagious this stuff is and everything else. And we're there still trying to make, you know, the television show as good as possible every single week so the people that are sitting at home they can't leave their homes have something to escape you know from reality from for just two hours you know aw programming and we took a lot of pride in that and we were down there we did that stadium stampede over the course of the night before and they edited it all morning you know and they worked on it but jim Cornette had the audacity to say because matt hardy and chris jericho were involved in the stadium stampede match, I can no longer be their friends. Uh, interesting. I can no longer be their friends because they're in a wrestling match. I'm their friend and I like them as human beings and I thought they both had potential and I wanted to see them excel and do well in pro wrestling. But now because they're doing a pro wrestling match that isn't my cup of tea, I can no longer be friends with them.
I mean, is this real life? Who says that? Who 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 thinks like that? At the end of the day, pro wrestling is entertainment, and it's just dumb pro wrestling, especially if you're in the business. You know, just what it comes down to, Jim Cornette has got a shtick to do. Right now, he's not a hot commodity. You know, he's no one is looking for him right now to be a booker in their promotion or whatever else. And I'm sure he wants to be home. I'm sure he wants to be retired. And he does have a successful podcast. But his whole shtick, his whole bit is going in there and hate watching AW and saying all the negative things he can to feed all his cult of cornet followers this dissension and 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 this this hatred and this negativity that they can slurp up like zombies that's what he does and that's how he makes his that's how he that's how he makes his money now but the fact that he was willing to just throw away relationships with myself and with Chris Jericho because we were in the stadium stampede match a match that wasn't his cup of tea i mean that is just asinine it is mind-blowing to me and that says a lot more about him than it does about me or chris now when you you mentioned the cult of cornet in your initial tweet i i don't think and this is my perception so maybe i'm wrong correct me i don't think you're necessarily calling out people who listen to jim cornet's podcast or like jim cornet you're more speak using that as a broad term to the people yes. who will yes go ahead please clarify yes yes and, and 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 i will i will clarify that and i will apologize to people that just listen to jim's show and and they enjoy it because he's an entertaining charismatic speaker i i i didn't mean everyone i, I wasn't trying to lump everyone into that one group when i was saying like the code of cornet members the the people I'm talking about are the people that are going to get on Twitter and the people that are going to make up accounts that are going to have one or two followers that are going to come at Paul me. six four three seven nine eight two four exactly yeah Lawrence plus a lot of numbers yes <laughs> uh, and, and and they're going to come after you they're going to come after me they're going to come after the podcast and you know it's all good please come after me you know I please give it your best shot one thing I am very comfortable with, all all my skeletons are out of the closet brother i have nothing left to hide i am good when it comes to that so there's there, there's there's nothing that i'm worried about getting out there so oh, we got a uh -oh. gothic run in here real quick hold oh on my it's, God. Her birthday. it's her birthday it's, all good. it's the birthday girl look okay, at that she's naked yes Get out of here. Get out of here. how did you let this naked woman in the, our production this is a very serious production <laughs> oh my god i can't believe it but i love that authenticity that's great that's real life that's real yes, life that, right that's reality want to take a quick time out here matt and talk about some of our favorite partners here at the extreme life of matt hardy game time now earlier in the show you heard matt and i talking about potential new pay-per-views coming to the AW live event schedule. And I can't think of any better way to hit up AW pay-per-views than by searching for the best last minute deals with our friends over at game time. Listen, buying tickets to your favorite event should not be stressful, but I know that it sometimes it just naturally is good news. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, theater, wrestling events, anything in between. 
nearest you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun you're going to have. I know firsthand how stressful it can be waiting until the last minute to buy tickets for events. I'm going to be doing it very soon. Bruce Springsteen, he's coming back to the U.S. He's going to be hitting up Philadelphia. He's got two shows there. I got tickets for one night and on night two, you know that temptation is going to be hidden hard. And I'm going to be searching for the best last minute deals with our friends at game time. All you got to do is just download the game time app and you enter that promo code Hardy in and you're going to get $20 off your first purchase. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. In some cases up to the minute before the event, you can get images of your seats before you even buy them. So you know exactly what to expect when you arrive for the event. Tickets are sent directly to your phone. You're never going to have to dig through your email looking for different links, and you just need two taps. That's all it's going to take to purchase your tickets. Download the GameTime app, create an account, use code HARDY for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code HARDY for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. Um, yeah, man. Um, what, there, there are a lot of people that just listen to Jim for the entertainment value of a show. And once again, I, I'm not going to take it away from him. I will compliment him. He knows his shit when it comes to pro wrestling, especially this stuff back in the day. But just as times have changed and the product has went into a different direction that he doesn't necessarily like, that he doesn't necessarily approve with, he can't evolve and change and adapt with pro wrestling. And that's an issue with him. And there, there's a, there's obviously an audience out there that likes to hear that, you know, and, and, and the people that like live and breathe for everything he says. And if something is wrong or bad and they go, yes, daddy Cornette say wrong, bad, it wrong, bad. And they go, Matt Hardy brand wrong, bad. Daddy Cornette told me wrong, bad. <laughs> that's what they do. Wrong, bad. Now, you know, now, the quote of I, Cornette. But I got to push back on one part of that too. I don't think that's just a Cornette thing. I think that is just that wrestling tribalism thing that we see so much of. If AEW does something good, there's going to be a whole bunch of WWE people that just come out of the woodworks and crap on it. If WWE does something amazing, there's going to be those AEW fans that are like, no, this can't be good. We have the alternative product. Like Those people just live a miserable existence and they just exist to exude that negativity but i guess in this case you're saying there's someone directing that vitriol yeah yeah i i mean that's that's what i'm saying he he is he is the ringmaster you know of all this he's the puppeteer and he he loves to send them out on on their missions wrong bad john alba wrong bad but but you are right there is a tribalism with pro wrestling and every group of pro wrestling has those fans that do that that, that can't be reasoned with, that, that, that you can't talk to them sanely. 
They're going to be absolutely one-sided. I mean, that happens in AW, that happens in WWB, that happens everywhere. I mean, hell, when it when it comes down to it, I mean, every group of people or different individuals, you know, that fall into categories as human beings, there's bad apples in all of those bunches as well. Sure. You know? Sure. You know, the, the people, the, the, there's there's bad people in, in every single race. There's bad people in every single sexuality. There, there's bad people in every category. You know, and, and you you can't just focus on those bad people, and th- that that's one of the reasons I want to loop this back around onto trying to always be positive and trying to always be productive and optimistic because those are the things that are important. And let's really do all that we can to reach out and touch those people and find those people and like try and create a community that can exist and, and be tranquil. I don't want this uh, turbulent community full of anarchy and bedlam and i feel like the guys who really bite on the cult of cornet thing and really go wrong bad you know once they start adding people th- those people they are looking for anarchy and chaos and bedlam and they they, they get off on it well yeah and unfortunately this whole circumstance and incident has undermined the point that i think you were trying to make which was just that you really feel that the young bucks and hangman and kenny don't get the respect currently that you feel they deserve. And I think that this whole brouhaha has kind of overshadowed all of that, unfortunately, because I think that was a well-intended and good nature point that you were trying to make. And it was, and and it, it was meant from a good place because I really, I really do believe that. And I was, uh, I was actually asked about it today in an interview i think you heard some of the interview and like really if i have a stance on something and i feel strongly about something i'm going to stand my ground and even if i know there's a bunch of people that may not agree with me and i'm going to get a lot of pushback i'm going to get a lot of blowback i'm okay with that i'm a big boy and i can handle it it's all good um i'm very confident with where i'm at in my life and considering i have lived to be as old as i am right now i'm 48 i'm going to be 49 in september I'm at the point where I fucking know who I am. I'd say. And I, and I think there's, there's a victory in that at the end of the day, you know? So like, it's, it's fine. You can, you can come at me with whatever you would like to, I promise you, it will not change my daily life or my real life or my regular life in any single capacity, not in one little bit, not one iota. It will not change anything about it. So go nuts if you want to, but I am going to say, if there is something that I strongly believe in, mm-hmm. And I do believe that the Young Bucks and Kenny are very talented guys. And I think they 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 get shit on a lot. And I think, you know, I think Cornette is like the head cheerleader for that. And that's just that that sucks. I've hated that, you know, for the longest time. And that's that's really kind of where this where this whole uh this whole issue began, mm-hmm. I think. That, that that's kind of, that's kind of the that's kind of the root of our of our problem of our our dilemma. I guess I've just always been of the mindset that if you're part of an industry, you're part of a brethren, you should be encouraging of those around you rather than trying to tear them down. And if there's something that you disagree with, come at it with a constructive perspective and point of view that will help contribute positively to the discourse like if i were thinking about someone like jim Cornette, it's not really just Cornette. there's a lot of other people out there who 
engage in this matter where they do genuinely have this wealth of pro wrestling knowledge. Matt Hardy, there's not someone on my 10 years on the Indies, there's not someone that I have embodied more in my work than Eric Bischoff and Jim Cornette in terms of the character and performance value. Mm -hmm. If you took that and contributed to the space in a positive, constructive way, I think that would better the industry exponentially. But I also understand people are going to come at it from the perspective of, well, we got to get those clicks. That's just yeah. that tricky tr trail that you're walking. I mean, I feel like, you know, at, at the end of the day, I, I am ne I am never going to become the guy that goes out there and like blatantly shit talks guys and, and blatantly wish people in this industry get hurt or yeah. something bad happens to them or whatever, just because they're not my cup of tea. I, I, I would, I would never do that. I mean, that's just, that's unfathomable to me. I, I, I don't get how anyone could even go down that route in all actuality. Orange Cassidy, real name, Jim. Sorry. I hate to spoil things, you know, breaking kayfabe for a minute. Jim is the sweetest guy ever. Nicest guy ever. I love him so much. And he, I just know him and like the people around him, they were so taken aback. But Cornette said, I just wish he would dive out of the ring. And I'm not sure if I just want his neck to snap or if I want his brains to splatter. What? I mean, like that, that, I mean, that, that, that is a point where you're being a shock jock. And then it's like taking it way too far. And, and one of the most bothersome things out of all that is that. He's a guy that was so influ influential to so many managers, and he was such a, an amazing talent, and he was just such a big deal as a manager with so many great different tag teams at different times. I mean, a lot of people look up to him, and to hear that out of his mouth, it's just like, what? You know, and, and obviously it's just – I feel like that's very a very irresponsible thing to say, even if that's something you believe, even if that's something you truly want to see. Uh, that's something that is very irresponsible to say. And also it's uh, just just morally, it's just wrong. So what do you say to the people that are just like, oh, it's a bit. It's it's all a joke. It's all for entertainment. I, I mean, at, at this point, I don't think it is a bit. I mean, because he's not playing a character. You don't see a separation of Jim Cornette, the podcaster, and Jim Cornette, the regular person. I mean, it's it's him all the time. And he's just set in his ways. I mean, and and I I think you know where was the last place he was at? He was at NWA, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. For a little while, what happened there? Didn't work out. It didn't work out. I mean, it just seems like he's had a lot of issues of things not working out. So I mean, you know, if that happens several times over, then maybe the common denominator isn't the promotion. Maybe it is the talent. You know, so I I, I don't know. I I don't I don't think you can call it a bit because. He, he said he calls shit like he sees it. That was one thing that was said in that tweet by Brian Least. Uh, Brian Least said, uh, he said, like, we call the good stuff good. We call the bad stuff bad. Also, so I, I guess they're real. They're, they're shooting, brother. They're shooting. I, I don't know. You know, but it's just one of those things. I think it's very irresponsible. And I think it shows a, a lack of, like, I think, I think it shows a lack of discipline to make a comment like that when you've worked in this industry for 40 years 
you know, e even wishing someone would break their neck or splatter their brains or whatever, even if you're saying it in, in an embellishing way, I think it's still bullshit. Listen, I, again, I've never interacted with Brian last. I've never interacted with Jim Cornette. I've never. What is that his name last? Yes, it is last. Yes. Brian last. Oh, I see. I thought that okay, was, I, a bit, I thought that was a bit from you that you were referring to him as Brian least. I thought oh. that was a bit, but no, <laughs> I suppose not. Um, I guess but, I'm shooting uh, too, brother. <laughs> I guess you are. <laughs> I, oh, listen, I, and I, and I, I know you didn't mean that with any ill intents either. It's just adds to the comedy of the situation, in, in my opinion. Um, yeah. Hey, all you coat of cornet people, leave John alone at me. Say bad, wrong, just at me. Give me the heat. I want the heat. Cult of cornet. No, listen, listen. listen. <laughs> no, no one needs heat. No one needs any of that. Um, <laughs> I guess what bothered me the most about it, and this is not just related to cornet or Brian or any of them. It's something that. And you, you turn on mainstream news, you see low blows like this all the time, or in talk radio, you hear low blows like this all the time. When they're like, oh, Matt, all those concussions, all that drug usage catching up to you. Mm -hmm. I'm saying to myself, based on our, our approach to these things, someone overcoming injury someone overcoming illness someone overcoming addiction that shouldn't be looked at as a negative thing that should be looked at as a positive thing that's a sign of progress not regression that's the thing that really grinded my gears about the situation right yeah they they uh they they do they like to go back to that concussed thing so much that's it's uh, not that's just them. i mean we see it all the time right you see it all yeah no yeah tweets all the time i mean especially especially the the diehards i mean but they, they 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 really push it you know they they make it like a motif you know whenever it comes whenever they're talking about matt hardy that's always a motif of the conversation do you regret engaging in the conversation no not really no i, I don't yeah i, I mean I, it just it was one of those things i was in a, just a little bit of a mood that day anyway uh and uh you know just went, just went and done it. I, I'm just, I, I know they, they needle me, you know, whenever they talk about me on their deal. I, apparently they did. I, I never listen. I, I've never listened to their shit. I just see the stuff that they say or whatever, you know. Uh, they, they made a big to do whenever the, you know, I compared uh, the Undertaker and the Orange Taker when I was talking about, you know, with their respective boss. I guess they got a whole video out of that. They got a whole bit. You know, anytime the Bucks, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw like a recap. People would say, "Oh, they said this," and they were we're over, bro. Shit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and they 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 would do that with the box same time they would respond. So I I knew it would give them content, so they'll get some good content out of it. So hopefully, we'll get some co good content out of it as well. But our our content is going to be a lesson in uh, a, a better approach to you know. There's that old expression of like taking the high road, and I feel like that's what you know that's what I would like us to do. At the end and, of the day. And that's why when I saw you call out, because everyone gives it, well, you know, Matt was the one who instigated, he called out the cult. I know you well enough to know that you weren't specifically being like, 
listeners of Jim Cornette's podcast, this is what I'm calling out. You were saying it in the general sense of the people who think like this about these people. That is, yes, and that, and maybe I'm putting words in your mouth, and I apologize if I am, but that's my perspective of how it, and it wasn't just people who listen to Jim Cornette's podcast. I'm calling you out for what you think about the elite. So I don't think you meant to engage directly like that. No. And, and and once again, as I said, and I corrected myself when that, that wasn't a blanket statement about anyone who listens to Jim Cornette's uh, podcast and enjoys it. it. It was, it was literally speaking of the diehard minions and underlings you know, the, the, the jump on Twitter immediately because Dad Dad Cornette said, you bad, you wrong. You know, that, that, that is the group I was focusing on, which once again, I, I don't, I don't, I don't want people doing that for me either. You know, like I, I love the fact that there are people out there say, no, Matt has committed, you know, he had, he's committed so much of his life and, and so much of his time. And he has dedicated so much to giving back to wrestling and helping young talent and, Isaiah said something real nice. Jim Valley said that several people said stuff that was real nice. And I got a hundred texts the next day just talking about it, which was so fun. And a lot of them were great. There were people were like sharing these hatred of Cornette texts with me and, and whatnot, which just, just kind of made me laugh. You know, it's just, I'm not alone, obviously. Um, you know, but this happened and this happened and this happened and like, Oh man, that was cool. Yeah, man. Stand up to those guys, you know, don't let them bully you, whatever. And th- that wasn't even my intention. And and once again, as you said, did I regret engaging? I just know they needle me so much, you know, and it's just one of those things like, man, fuck you guys. I don't care what you think. And I will say that to you, uh, you know, online and I will at you and quote your tweet or whatever the fuck it is. And if I saw them in real life, I'd do the same thing, you know. That, that shouldn't change. That's one thing I do say. If you're going to say something to someone online, you damn sure better be willing to say that 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 to their face as well, too. Or you pay $100 VIP ticket to see Matt Hardy in person at the Kowloon and say it to him. Either yeah. one. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Hey, guys. Tony Schiavone. Need to call a timeout real quick. Wanted to tell your listeners what I've been telling what happened when listeners for a while now about all the cool things happening over on adfreeshows.com. On a new edition of The Insiders, Conrad sits down with former Turner Finance executive Dirty Dick Cheatham, talking about the internal war between WCW and Turner and the Monday Night War with the WWF. And my assistant said, hey, you're not going to believe who's down there. I said, who, who? She says, China's down there. And says, what are you talking about? Yeah. And, uh, and I went over to her window and looked at us, hey, the whole, all the eggs is down there. Get the camera. <laughs> so, so we went down there, and of course, they were the exact what was down there in the fight with security. On a bonus episode of My World, Double J watches back his tag team championship match against FTR and breaks down the hilarious Briscoe farm skit that preceded it. And they say, Can y'all be in the background talking? And the four of us are down there, really, just all four of us. But Lethal and Sanjay, I said, We got to start being silly. I just started strumming the guitar. And started bouncing that baby, and Sanjay and them started doing the dose to dough. I think this is, I don't know, it's the funniest, but I still think it's, it's a, hilarious. It's a complete ad lib, but it played to, you know, the line he said, them clowns, and we're down there dancing. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect.
That's just a small taste of what we've got waiting for you. With four levels to choose from, see for yourself why Ad Free Shows is the best value in wrestling today. Sign up now at adfreeshows.com. All right, just one second, Matt. We know how important it is to take care of your mental health, but your physical health is just as important. And you know, if you're a listener of The Extreme Life of Matt Hardy, you're able to do that every single week with our partners over at AG1. It is the one thing that you can do for yourself every single morning to guarantee that you will feel great when you get your day going. I drink AG1 in the morning because I'm trying to get on a better workout regimen right now i need that little extra energy i need that little extra boost to make sure that i am at my best when i'm doing my three and a half four mile walk in the morning and ag1s make me feel absolutely unstoppable i've tried a ton of different supplements over the years different multivitamins you see them marketed on tv oh this is gonna help you lose weight this is gonna help you get energy this is gonna help you with your focus It's too many things to keep track of. With AG1, I know I am getting a nutritional foundation to start my day every single day, delivering comprehensive nutrients for whole body health. And it's also a great bang for my buck because it replaces a lot of all those other supplements that I'd be carrying around going to the drugstore for the vitamin store, the daily multivitamins, the minerals. You know what I'm talking about. It replaces them with an all-in-one supplement containing pre and probiotics for my gut health adaptogens and a greens blend literally all in just one scoop of powder that goes into water just one daily serving gives me the comprehensive foundational nutrition that i need and supports energy focus strength recovery clarity 75 high quality vitamins probiotics and whole food sourced ingredients that are the best in all of the business and i want to help you out here at the extreme life of matt hardy if you are looking for a simpler, effective investment for your health. Try AG1 and get five Cinco, five Cinco, five free AG1 travel packs and a free one-year supply of vitamin D with your first purchase. Just go to drinkag1.com forward slash hardy. That's drinkag1.com forward slash hardy. Check it out. Yeah, man. It was just, and like, I hate that we're in this conversation about, what is ultimately a negative situation? Because it's not the energy you generally live by and surround yourself no, with. Not you, not the energy I want to exude, no. You were just saying that you got all these texts from people who hate Jim and all And, you know, in the moment, I'm sure it's a lot of ha-ha. But at the end of the day, it's just like, man. It's sad. This, right? Like, fuck all this. This just sucks. Yeah, it, it, it is. Mm-hmm. It is. Um. But, but it's one of those things. I mean, you've said that too. Like if, if you know me and I, and I feel like I'm pretty consistent with this, whenever I meet someone and I interact with someone, I 98.5% of the time that person is going to think like, Oh man, what a good dude who really wants to help other people. Who's like just super positive and, and really like wants what's best for everyone. And is like working for the greater good, very selfless guy. You know, that's kind of, that's kind of my MO. So yeah, of, of course that, that, that is a bit of a, that, that drags you down. Negativity drags you down in general. I mean, I, I do everything that I can. And I think, you know, this to like, just, I cut all the negativity out of my life, you know, and, and there's some people who even like bring anxiety upon themselves with things they can't control. My, my wife does it a lot. You know, she just, 
she feels like she wants to control things all the time. And when she can't control things always and something goes awry that is out of her hands, you know, it makes her mad. And she's like, oh, my God, why me? But just it's how life is. Sometimes you can't control everything. and You have to realize that you can't stress over things you can't control. And I am very happy that I am wired the way that I am. And I think even being wired the way that I am, I have grown over time through experiences, some great, some awful, you know, good stuff, bad stuff, both of them, you have to grow from everything. And I feel like I have grown into an individual where it's like, oh, I'm pretty laid back and, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to stay optimistic. I am going to stay positive and I, I don't need to get down in the mud and roll around with people. And that's probably one of the things that does suck about this is that like to engage with people that speak like this and think like this, you kind of do have to roll in the mud with them a little bit. So that's kind of, that's kind of what I did a little bit. So, uh, once again, it, it was just, just me saying like, dude, like, I really don't care what you think. I don't, especially Brian least, like, I, I, I don't know who he is, nor do I care to know who he is. I, I know nothing about him and I don't care to know anything else about him. Just live your life. I'll live mine. I promise you, I'm going to be good. When you found yourself in negative situations, which we know there's been plenty of, we've documented a lot of them over the course of the last year and mm -hmm. a half on this yep. podcast. How do you pull yourself? What piece of advice can you give to other people about bringing yourself towards the more optimistic and positive side of things? I mean, whenever you, you feel like you're in, a, in a, any kind of scenario, any kind of situation where you feel like it's it's negative or it's bad. I mean, if you've made a mistake, you know, if you fucked up and, and, and we all we all mess up in our lives. I mean, you, you have to remember you can you can come back, you know, and you learn from that mistake, whatever it may be. And, and that's what I've done all my life. And, and I feel like I'm at the point where I'm 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 pretty safe. In the way I live life, I make very few mistakes. Life is pretty, pretty good, pretty easy for me. I'm kind of on cruise control in a lot of ways. And I say this to you all the time, even like these three weeks of Canada we had and I had work, you know, uh, stuff scheduled on the weekend and just insane travel. Like sometimes I only think of things a day at a time. You know, maybe I'll do two days at a time because I feel like if I start thinking about all seven days and like how insane and how intense the travel is going to be, I'll, I'll overwhelm myself. And I tell people that all the time. I, I say this in cameos all the time. If people are feeling like anxious or they've been through a bad spell and that they're trying to get better. And I tell them like, take things one day at a time. You know, that's, that's something that they say from a lot of addiction, speak and talk, you know, take it one day at a time, but also it applies to like everyday life. Because if you have five, crazy days coming up ahead of you, it can get overwhelming and it can like mess up your mind and, and, and really play with your head. So just take it one day at a time, get through one day and then start working on the next day. And even like this deal, you know, I had that deal where I ended up going back and forth with, uh, with least. And then there was that one last thing with Jim. And I said, this is the last tweet I'm going to be sending you. You can tweet away, whatever. I'm not going to, I'm not going to tweet you anymore. I'm not doing this shit on social media with you. Um, and then from, from that point on, I was like, okay, well, you know, I'm sure a lot of his guys are going to come wrong, bad. Ugh, Daddy Cornette said wrong, bad. And, you know, I, it's going to be a couple days, and eventually those will fade away. Things change. You know, it's just 
and, and that stuff that 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 doesn't bother me. I just knew I was going to see it, you know, in my feeds or whatever else. And you know, I would rather not see negative stuff. But if I do, it's okay. I just like I keep rolling on by it, and I like stay in the context of the real life that I'm living day to day, not like a, the cyber life that people sometimes get too caught up on when it comes to social media. Yeah. I feel like a lot of times we get consumed and I know I have, man, have I in the past, you get consumed by all the chatter and it gets stuck in that echo chamber of social media it cycles around and around. And then you get all the news websites picking up between this verbal brawl between Matt Hardy and Jim Cornette and Brian Last. And it's upsetting because, again, I think it undermines, A, the point you were making, and B, you have a track record for how you live your life. Right. And I think you've demonstrated how you choose to embark on every single day. And that's why I felt compelled to even say something as well, because I, I've seen firsthand, and I've been very lucky that I've seen firsthand how you go about handling yourself day to day. And um, again, at the end of the day, Matt, it, it just kind of bums me out because I hate seeing people that I really professionally respect a lot and have a lot of admiration for dive into territory that becomes incredibly personal mm -hmm. but hopefully it's just a wake up for some people out there who consume these products and you know see it for what it is at the end of the day I, it, it is sad I just I, that's the one thing I just keep thinking about it's sad because there's so much that could be learned from individuals like that and instead we just get noise. Right. It is. It, it is. It is very unfortunate. And I do agree with you. I do agree with you on that. I, I mean, cause I, I would, I would much rather have a, uh, a positive engaging conversation, you know, where the discourse is back and forth and people are on the same page, but they're also like not insulting one another. I would much rather have that conversation. That's that's much more enjoyable to me. That's much more engaging to me. And that's, you know, that's that's what I want our podcast to be. I don't want it to evolve into something that is a, a negative, not a negative show, but something that contains so many negative notes that just like take cheap shots and, and hit people below the belt, you know. And and there's been a lot of that. They have a history of doing that, and there's viewers that like dig that you know and, and that's part of their selling point i guess so i guess it is what it is but that's that's yeah. not for me man and again it, it it was that way for a really long time in wrestling too like even Meltzer, and you know I, I have a lot of respect for dave Meltzer. i know there's a lot of people out there who don't i host a show with the guy who certainly does not have any respect for dave Meltzer. and um right. back in the day dave used to take a lot of cheap shots at people in his newsletter and how they looked and how they wrestled and their appearance or things they would say. And over the years, he has scaled back on all that and, and recognized that it was maybe a sign of the times and that in 2023, that's just not how you go about conducting business. Right, right, right. And, and, and you know what? A lot, a lot of it comes down to communication, I think. Even like uh, there were times, and rightfully so, rightfully so uh, 
when I first came to TNA and I was in, uh, you know, not a good state of mind and I was like trying to get my shit together, Eric Bischoff had some issues with me and rightfully so that he did. And like later we spoke and we had conversations and, and we communicated and like we ended up, we ended up good and it's cool. Every time I've seen Eric, it's been a pleasure, you know, and, and I feel like that's almost, if you get through a shitty experience, I, I feel like it's a lot easier to, to be straightforward and honest and transparent with people and try and have a decent conversation with them and like figure out what you have to do to be on the same page, so to say, then fighting with them. Yeah. Then being at each other's throats. It, that's the shits. Man. And I, I, I even say this all the time when we talk about people that are, you know, that are internet reporters or, you know, as they would say dirt sheet writers, you know, whenever they slang it up, you know, like Meltzer or whoever else. I remember back when I was once again in my dark place, I would get upset with those guys. But at the end of the day, if you don't do anything to give them anything to write about, then there's, you won't have a reason to get upset with them. At the end of the day, it ends up being your conduct. I mean, that's what I've said that a lot too. You know, like my Jesse James days, they're long gone, man. You know, like I'm very happy being married, Matt and being dad, Matt, you know, and doing this. And like, I don't give them anything to write about. And it, it's very simple. If you don't want internet people writing about you, then don't give them anything to write about. Don't do anything that, that would lead them to write about, you, you know, we say as we have a podcast where every single week there's a headline that comes out. Of it. Yeah, that's that's okay though. I mean, they, you know, they're they're gonna get clickbaity with it. Here we go. Here's hey. cameo number three. We got Wolfie. Oh, there we go. Who is it? Say hello. What's he got? Pizza. He's got a pizza. Mm -hmm. Wolfie, you have a Bob's pizza. Mm -hmm. What kind of pizza is that? Tell him. Well, he can't hear. Pizza. Well, what kind of pizza? Pepperoni. Pepperoni pizza. But where's it from? Bob's Pizza. Bob's Pizza. Yay. We love That's Bob's Pizza in this house. You put over Bob's Pizza. Yeah. Yeah. We got two pepperonis today. Tommy's got so, a pizza. He's got to fold it. That's how us New York Italians do it. Oh, yeah. You, he said you got to fold it. He said, like, when you eat it, you got to fold it like this a little bit. He said, That's how he said, like, him a New York Italian, you got to fold it like that a little bit and eat it. Can you hold it? No, I'm not going to fold it like that. <laughs> you refuse to. <laughs> Hey, do you want to tell them how you're swimming, Whoopi? Okay, can I have to turn the headphones for this little? Okay, here, just for a little. Ladies and gentlemen, Wolfgang Hardy. Here, host the show. Talk away. We're live, Wolfie. We are live. Mm -hmm. We are live, Wolfie. Say hi to everyone. Hi, everyone. So, I like getting my hair wet now, but I don't like getting my nose wet. I learned okay. how to swim. I learned how to swim. I think I already said that before. Yes. I learned how to swim and then go down and then go back up. I but, think I learned how to swim back, backwards. Backwards? Yeah. You've learned how to float? <laughs> and you're also a jiu-jitsu master. By myself, yeah. Tell everybody that you're teaching me jiu-jitsu. I'm teaching everyone jiu-jitsu. Oh, everyone? Not just me? I thought it was exclusive. I thought, I thought it was just me. Okay, I just do you then. Okay, yes, just do me. Thank you, thank you. I, I just want to you. know all your secrets. Share all your secrets with me. I heard, Wolfie, that you're doing drawings now and you're selling them at shows. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How much, how, much money, how much money did you make this weekend? I don't remember. Do you remember? $5. Wow! Yeah. <laughs> and how many cents? $5.25 is how, how, how much money you made. So you did very good. Very impressive. Uh, that's my drink. Sorry. <laughs> hey, Wolfie, that's tell, Wolf, Wolfie tell, tell your dad 
that you're going to go Italian stallion on him. No. Just say, tell, tell him that. Tell him you're going to be the Italian stallion. No. You won't do that. Come on, man. Don't He'll worry, we'll be, I'll be the Italian stallion. No. <laughs> what does that mean in the first place? That means I'm going to get a booking fee, brother. If I get you, if if I get you, if I get you a contract and you make a lot of money, you're going to give me a wee fee, right? A little bit of it. No. <laughs> yes. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I accept that answer. I want to make all that money. That's right. right. That's right. That you are a true hearty through and through. You want to make that money. You truly are. I, I, all right, Wolfie. Well, thanks for the cameo. Tell everybody bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're such a camera hog. I gotta take them. We gotta finish up, buddy. Oh my goodness. I'm what? <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, what a, get what out of here, you maniac. <laughs> no. Hardy is. No. He is a Wolfgang Xander Hardy. Oh, Xander. Oh, you have to carry me. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, we got another God. one. But you see, this is great. I love this stuff right, because yeah. this is positivity we needed. Uh, yeah, Barney, get out of here. You gotta get all right. Pop out for one minute, dude. We're gonna finish. All right. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, it happened off camera. I just caught him. I saved his life. I just I just caught him and saved his life. How can you not smile? Like how oh yeah, know? no, this is this is the best. I'm going. I can't I can't wait until all of you meet John. I just want him to spend like 20 minutes with all you guys and just learn about the, the bedlam, the chaos you create. Oh I mean I'm I'm keenly aware of it. Keenly. <laughs> I uh you know JB Jeremy Borash, he actually said to me when he first saw Woofy as a baby, he said, I have a great name for him. We should call him the great grandfather of chaos. <laughs> Little did I know. He was right on the money. Right on the money. He certainly was. I mean, you sent me a video this past week while you guys were on the road. Yeah. And, and you say, Barty, say hi to Mr. Johnny. He goes, Johnny! Johnny! <laughs> Mr. Johnny! <laughs> oh, my God. You spit my drink out, you freak. Oh, my goodness. Uh, but, but this is, I mean, this is a perfect place for us to put a yeah. bow on this. Just because how can you not be your best self yes. when you're around the kids right no th i mean this is it like it, it there there are times when you have kids hey wolfie i want to ask you one thing do you do you do you think there are times where you maxwell barty and evie drive me and mama crazy do you think so does that happen real on the real does that happen do you guys do things that make us crazy make us mad yeah no not at all. Okay, you are very good in the big scheme of things, but I do know you—you you guys can be tough to manage, especially all four of you at one time. When, when it's a, a four-on-one contest where we're uh, with all of you. Oh, there we go, Barty Hardy. There he is. Now we have two kids around here. Yeah, now we have two kids around here. <laughs> so yeah, you guys can be tough. You can be challenging, but I, I will tell you this. <clears throat> Regardless of how tough or how challenging you can be, you are a hundred times more worth it to put smiles on my faces and to put love in my heart. You know what I mean? I love you. Oh, now you go ahead and have some drink too, Barty. They just come get my drinks. They just drink them. I'll, I'll be eating something. There'll be food. They'll just come pick it up and start eating it. Oh, thank you, Dada. 
Maniacs. How old? Maniac. I like your food. I mostly never eat food. That's why I'm skinny. What do you expect me to be? A person that eats all the food? I'm not fat. I'm skinny and the opposite of fat. I'm skinny. I suppose skinny would be the opposite of fat. Well, there you have it. As, as Triple H once said, you're skinny fat ass. Yeah. Hey, Whoopi, that was quite an astute now we observation. Baby now. Oh, boy. Hey, Nagy, get out of here. Nagy, get that naked girl out of here. Hey, get out of here, naked girl. Get out of here. You find that naked girl in public. <laughs> you understand? Nagy girl in public. Uh, hold up. I got to tell a real funny story. Uh, we're making the drive back, right? Whoopi, bear with me on this one. We're making the drive back from uh, Dollywood, right? It's it's about five hours. So we're doing this, and we stopped to gas up. And then Whoopi said, I have to use the bathroom. I have to pee. Do you remember this, Whoopi? So we stopped it again. And I get gas, and I'm pumping gas, getting that all set. And I go, okay, Whoopi, you ready to go? He said, no, I don't need to go to the bathroom. I said, dude, we just stopped here. Because you said you had to go pee. You had to go to the bathroom. He said, I just peed. And I said, where? Oh, no. And he said, right here. And he peed right up by the back of the car. Oh, Insane. Okay. So it was, uh, it was at least in the back, of the, outside of the car. Outside of the yeah, vehicle. No, it was, yeah, it was. But just like out hiding like against the car. It could have been over a stall at a rest stop. Uh, it could have been. <laughs> On to someone else. We'll be... I never want you to turn into Michael P.S. Hayes. What's that? Oh, you, you don't, don't even need it. to know. Yeah, don't worry about it. Hey, get out of here, crazy. Get out of here, naked girl. Another pump, another pump with prison. See, they know the naked girl. I can't but think Whoopi, of Whoopi, you, you urinated in public. You urinated in public. You know what urinating is? That's when you pee. You pee he pees in the car. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I can't think of a more perfect way to yeah. cap this episode. Because yeah. if you're not smiling and yeah. call this Oh my god, crazy, yeah. Guys. You're crazy. That, that's what I'm saying. Regardless of the amount hey, don't put that on my phone. Thank you. Uh regardless of how challenging and how difficult it can be to raise these children. And it can be very, very stressful. Like I say, it is times a hundred worth it because it fills my heart with love. It fills my soul with love and it gives me a reason to smile. And also being a pro wrestler, it gives me a reason to, to understand. Stop. That's too low. It gives me a reason to understand why I have a greater purpose because there are four individuals that I have created that are more important than me. And that's at the end of the day what life is all about. You know what, Wolfie? As crazy as you are, I would give anything to make sure you're always okay. Put down that pink keyboard. I'm working. Oh, you're not working. He's working everyone, Matt Hardy. That oh, is yeah, he, he he is working, yes. He he doesn't even know what he's saying, but he's working. You're right. And we want to see all right, everyone thank you. this coming week at the legendary Kowloon, MattHardyLive.com is the place to be. Call 781-233-0077 as well and get your tickets now. Again, this is probably going to be the most intimate environment that you are going to see Matt Hardy in. 
It is going to be a fantastic night at the legendary Kowloon VIP packages for $100, GA for $40, signing opportunities. It is going to be a special evening that we cannot wait to see you there for. Plus, we want to see you as part of the extreme life of Matt Hardy. Advertise with Hardy.com. Get your business, get your page, get your product in front of thousands of listeners and viewers every single week on the extreme life of Matt Hardy. And Matt, next week, we close really want to be a big part of our podcast. Hardy. One of our most anticipated episodes. I what are you talking about? Finally covering Ray Mysterio. And Excellent. I know that that is one that we are going to have a lot to talk about. When we discuss Ray Mysterio. Uh, in in my opinion, and it is still chaotic here. I'm sure you guys can hear in the background. This is reality of House Hardy and the Hardy Compound. In in my opinion, Rey Mysterio is the greatest luchador to ever do it. Uh, he broke so many barriers, so special, and on top of being one of the most talented guys I've ever been blessed to step in the ring with, and I've worked him so so many times, wrestled him so so many times, uh, both as opponents and as partners. Um, he, he's incredibly talented, but he's also a phenomenal human being. One of the best guys I've ever met. And uh, it's been an honor to say that I got to work with him so much. It was a, an absolute honor to work with him in Anaheim, California, when we ended up culminating that whole angle that we had together for the Cruiserweight title. I can work this I can work upside down. Rey Mysterio, without a doubt, a goat when it comes to luchadors. Booyaka. Booyaka. Oh, my God. Booyaka, booyaka. All right. We're wrapping. Hey, hey, head out. We're wrapping up. Give us a moment to be serious. Uh, Wrapping up. Head out. Get out of here, Xander. I told you guys. Go, Xander. Get out of here. Get out of here. I told you guys. Get out of here. Get out of here or I'll mount you. I'll give you a jiu-jitsu mount. Get out of here. Right, I'll bye. Monster, you. Oh, my God. I told you guys this one was going to be unpredictable, and uh, I think it has lived up to that. Yes, it has enough for pizza. Exactly. So, Matt Hardy, I'm going to save you here. I'm going to bail you out. I can't wait to see you this week. The words have been spoken. We'll see you next time right here on the Extreme Life of Matt Hardy. Believe, believe, believe. Adios, guys.